Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos. On today's episode, we're talking what else on Betting Chicago? Gambling lines and odds, futures for the NBA playoffs. It's here. It started today. Games are happening as we speak right now, as we're recording. The Mavericks are up by the Clippers, uh, about five points in the second half right now. So I got to bring on my man. He's the king of the casino. He's the gambling guru, the sultan of the sim game, Raph Rivera, back to talk gambling odds futures and lines hello raf what's going on man nothing much man this is a mad dash it's march madness style game starting at 10 12 hours a day it feels good i love it give me more i, I mean there's nothing wrong with the uh, the all-day lineup man it, it feels good to flip it on and have a game go and tip off 10 30 right and nothing better than the first game of the day the breakfast buffet Defense everywhere, 135-125. Nuggets beat the Jazz in overtime. Donovan Mitchell's 57 points gave it an honest run at it. I mean, walking into it before that game was even played, do you think the Jazz have a shot at upsetting in that round? Or is this going to be kind of a Nuggets all the way? Man, uh, to be honest, I actually had the Jazz winning this series. I I mean, I think it's going to be close either way. Uh, I think the experts looking at their picks, they had – I don't think a single one of them picked uh, picked the Jazz and upset the Nuggets, but I think they match up very well against the Nuggets. I think we saw that today. Um, you know, I think uh, Donovan Mitchell is, you know, was the only answer for them. And by the time overtime came around, that, that was it. Uh, they had no other offense going. Nobody else could get hot, and they just didn't really play well down the stretch. I think uh, game two obviously needs to be a bounce-back game for them, but I think they have a chance. Jazz one plus 178 to win the first round. Uh, decent. Uh, not a great number, but something that can kind of get your, your beak wet a little bit. Also, Denver to win the Western Conference plus 1,200. Um, Jazz plus 3,000. A little bit juicier. I don't think we're going to go that far, but you know, perhaps the Jazz can perhaps pull it off today. Then we saw the Raptors kick the crud out of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, not a big surprise. <laughs> Not a big surprise right there. Um, the Raptors minus 300 to come out of that one. And I don't really think that's going to be, a, I don't think that's going to be a lot to write home about. We're not going to have to talk about that one a lot, are we? Yeah. I mean, you can skip over that. I mean, to be honest, I think uh, if there's a, there's a series that ends in a sweep in the Eastern conference, it's definitely going to be that one. Uh, I, it, you know, the nets, the nets, I will speak on it real quick. It's crazy. Cause they put up some solid numbers in the bubble. And I mean, they have nobody, right. But they, you know, they, took Portland to a scary point. Uh, you know, they took the Celtics uh, to another scary point. They were up quite a bit on them. I, I can't remember if they ended up winning that game. They're, they're there. And, I, you know, it's crazy to see. It's just young talent that's out there wanting to play some basketball. Yeah, the only question is, can Karis LeVert put up an amazing game, very similar to what he did against the Blazers the other day, and maybe win a game in that round? But that's not what we're really here. Let's get to the red meat a little bit. We're looking at the first round. There's some interesting matchups across the board on the East and Western Conference. So I want to ask you, what do you have your eyes on right now in terms of upsets possibly in this first round? Um, you know, I, I think if we look on the, uh, I think if we look on the West Coast, uh, if you want to call it an upset, because I see the odds are changing a little bit. Uh, I really like OKC over Houston. Um, I, I really like OKC a lot, to be honest, not just in that series. I think. They've probably, outside of the Blazers, have the best perimeter shooting. Uh, you know, I think they've got, uh, you know, a great leader in Chris Paul. Um, you know, I think they've got a fantastic big. Uh, 
Uh, and then I think they have a relatively good bench. Um, I, I definitely see that series uh, going the opposite direction. And I see OKC possibly walking away with that one. Even with Westbrook, I kind of like the Thunder in this first round series. I mean, you know, the Rockets are going to play that small lineup. You know that Steven Adams is going to enjoy that very much. And what that also helps out is for a guy like Danilo Gallinari, who is a stretch four, who maybe can't necessarily bang with all the bigs in the league. All of a sudden, you can run him out there and you can play him as long as you want, wherever you want in that series. That's an advantage for the Thunder. They're already favored in game one, probably because no Westbrook. But you got to figure CP3 is pissed off. And a buddy of mine earlier on earlier pod, Mike Choi, brought up that we are being robbed right now, unfortunately, of Westbrook coming home to play in OKC, Chris Paul coming back to Houston to play in Houston for those games, and just watching the two of those guys go at it with a packed house. We're, we're missing out on that, aren't we? Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it, you know, when, when this matchup drew, you know, obviously all the memes started coming out, and you know, it, it, it's unfortunate because it's one of those things that you hope for in the basketball season. Uh, you know, I, I saw something that was an original clip from game one that said, uh, I believe the Thunders had a 0.2% chance of uh, making the playoffs after that trade. And it's just like, here they are, they landed the fifth seed, correct? And it, it's, it's, it's nuts to me that they've been able to put it together. I know the season's a little bit different right now, but uh, I, I, I think they have pieces um, to at least compete. It's still the Western Conference, so that still means something. And Chris Paul's got a full tank. You know, he's not going through 70, 80 games. There's no load management. This is get it and go. Of course, he's a popped hammy away from it all crashing down for the Thunder. Which, which I mean, is, is, is always an opportunity. We've seen that before. We've seen Absolutely. that before. I think we're all mentally ready for that. Let's talk real quick about Mavs uh, Clippers going on right now. Clippers just pulled ahead. They're up by two. Mavs putting up a good fight. A lot of people are picking the Clippers to win the championship, but man, this Mavs team is talented. And can we just talk about Doncic for a second? Can we just gush a little bit about how amazing this 21-year-old dude is who just averaged a 30, 10, and 10, like a triple-double with 30-plus points a game in the bubble? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, the dude's absolutely unreal. And, I mean, and, you know, we started to see glimpses of it. I mean, obviously, when he walked onto the court here one, but... You know, we began to see it, you know, earlier on in the season before the season kind of came to a screeching hole. And, and the dude's capable of absolutely doing it all. He's a big-time playmaker. Uh, he can score. He can pass. Uh, and just just watching, you know, some of the bubble ball, it was just absolutely incredible to see. I think for them, they're going to need a lot of support from the rest of their role players. Uh, and, and, and I don't think it's ever going to be able to be uh, – and all, all him kind of night, right? You're going to need that effort from Porzingis. You're going to need that effort from Hardaway, uh, you know, Curry as well. Um, they, they have a lot of pieces that they can at least contend with the Clippers. Uh, you know, it, I, I think the Clippers win this series, but I, I think Dallas is really going to challenge them a lot. Let's, uh, let's go down to the Sharps clubhouse a little bit. We're in Raf's den, his cone. His, the king of the casino is at his throne. Mavericks are playing the Clippers tough right now, right? Close game. Let's see if they can pull it out. Regardless of whether they pull it out or not, we know that they're competing with them pretty hard in this first game. How would you approach from a gambling perspective? You know, how do you handicap game two with these two teams? 
would you be would you be kind of maybe a little bit more skittish and looking to just cover the points? Do you think the Mavs, because they are close in this game, could maybe bust through and you'd maybe go on the money line, go full in on Mavs in game two? What would you do if, if someone just put $1,000 in your hand and said, you got to put some money down on game two, which way would you probably swing the way that they're playing today? I mean, the way that they're playing today, I think the safe bet is Mavs with the spread. You know, obviously, I think that number is probably going to be a little bit tighter than you saw today. I just I don't think – you know, Vegas has a way to make that too much tighter. You know, it already wasn't a lot at like six and a half, I believe, to open up the game. Um, you know, I sent you a screenshot earlier today. I thought if the Mavs were going to set the tone for this series, I thought they were legitimately going to win today. Uh, you know, I had them on the money line. Um, and, you know, there's still a lot of time. Basketball left. It seems like the Clippers are waking up a little bit and deciding to play some basketball. But, um like I said, this, um, I don't want to say the series can go either way. Uh, I don't want to be so naive to think that the Clippers don't have a legitimate chance of winning the West. Uh, but I think the Mavericks are a perfect matchup for them. Um, in the sense that they also have a superstar that can put up, uh, mega numbers and, uh, and the, and the matchups just, just seem to be there. But like I said, it's all going to come down to their support system. Uh, if Dongage throws it out the ball, you know, is somebody going to be there to make the three? Are they going to make it? They're going to miss it because you can't have too many missed opportunities there for them. Yeah, they got tons of shooters, but they really need to execute when those opportunities happen because there's probably not a lot of room for error against the Clippers, especially the way Paul George is playing right now. You know, playoff P, let's see exactly what he's got now that this gets rolling. But the last couple of games heading into the bubble, he played well, and Kawhi is there. Another guy with a full tank of gas who doesn't have to worry about load management, who's ready to roll and ready to dominate every single game. It will be very interesting. I love rooting for Doncic, though. I want this thing to go to the elimination game. Even if they don't win this game, I think they still have a great shot at winning game two and splitting. I'm with you, though. If it does get a situation where if they let this one slip through their fingers and then they lose game two, and it turns into a 2-0-3-1 situation, this could be a series that could be ended very, very quickly. If they can kind of even it up and make these get this series tighter earlier on, we could see a longer series. And, and, and I think that's what they're going to need to do. I, I see them, you know, getting behind early. And, it, you know, for the, for the people not watching, you know, it will be almost like a discredit or a dishonor, you know, if they go down – 2 after the, you know, after the first two games and, you know, play them both really close, you know, the series isn't going to be a, um, you know, direct reflection of the basketball that's being played, you know, it, it would. So let's dive into the first round series that everyone is talking about. We're talking about upsets right now, and I'm talking about America's team, a team on the West Coast, a team that began plus 450 to win the first round. It's already gone down closer to their favor to plus 375. The Sharps are in on the action. The Sharps are in on the Portland Trailblazers. And, you know, who wouldn't be? The Lakers have played terrible. They're the number one seed. Let's dive into it. Let's just start first with, Raph, you're a Blazers fan. You've been riding it the whole way. You know, you got Dame Dollars in your pocket right now. Thank you. Thanks to the way that your Portland Trailblazers have been playing recently. Let's just talk about what they've been able to do in this eight-game stretch. Obviously, they're winning a ton of games, but what have they been doing specifically that's really just kind of elevated them to another level that's given them all this momentum heading into this Lakers series? Um, you, you know, there's a couple of dynamics that I think uh, are really 
uh, showing up come this, you know, playoff bubble and that push for the eight seed. Um, I think one that, you know, I personally want to talk about first is an amazing signing that they did with a one Carmelo Anthony. Uh, it still baffles me to this day uh, that Jared Dudley got signed before Carmelo Anthony did. I mean, the list goes on. I, I remember Is speaking. Jamal Crawford, did Jamal Crawford get a job before yeah, that even? Like, I remember speaking to you earlier on in the season before it happened. And, you know, I was pushing for this last year. Um, but, you know, I remember talking to you earlier on in the season and we were looking at some of the rosters that either A, could have really used him or B, uh, were wasting spaces with players that are not even compared to the talent level of Carmelo. Um, you know, I've had a lot of friends text me and, you know, one of them said it, you know, incredibly right yesterday. He's like, I've never been so happy to be wrong about something in my life. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of reaction with that. A lot of people are just like, man, like, okay, we're finally seeing it come together. You know, it's not that locker room cancer. It's not that he's too old. Um, he's gelling well with the team. I think him and Dame have a, an unbelievable respect for one another. And, you know, I, th I think that's what Carmelo Anthony is going to be able to bring to this playoff team, right, is that that sense of leadership, uh, that, you know, that deep three ball. He's, he's a lot lighter right now. He's playing fantastic basketball, getting off the ground on his shots, rebounding in hell, even playing defense, right? Uh, so you're seeing that from him. Uh, and then, you know, finally, when this whole thing happened and everything got prolonged with the restart, um, if there was a team that was going to benefit the most from it, it was the Portland Trailblazers, right? They had a couple injuries key injuries that they really needed to take care of. And I think you're seeing that come full force for them. Uh, Nurkic is playing absolutely out of his mind right now. Uh, you've got Collins who's healthy, which is gonna, you know, he's gonna need to play very well in the series against the Lakers. Uh, but seeing those two things come together, um, and, and those are just, you know, underlying to the whole fact that Dan Dollar is playing MVP caliber basketball out of this world, best point guard in the league type numbers. Just a true joy to watch. And think about it like this. If the first round was happening when it was supposed to happen, you know, late April, Nurkic would not be where he is right now. You know, he wouldn't be able to be providing what he got 22 and 21 the other day against Memphis, providing that kind of production. And the other thing about Carmelo too, is I love the fact that no one would sign him because, well, you know, how are we going to, fit in all of his shots how are we going to get him his shots all this other shit honestly and look oh i don't know dame lillard averaging forty-five thousand points in the bubble right now cj mccollum still doing his thing gary trent rising up making it happen they still find the time to have zach collins shoot an occasional three nurkic run into the hoop and carmelo is still getting 12 to 15 shots a game and it's a perfect situation too where he is the grizzled vet who comes in and hits the late shot in the fourth quarter when you need it. You can swing the ball to him, and you know that he's going to knock it down. What a luxury. And that's exactly why you, when you envision a perfect scenario for Carmelo Anthony, it isn't carrying the team in the first half. It's being that Iceman, the closer in the end. And he's done it numerous times, not just in the bubble, but this season. And, and I think just more so, not even just the shots, because, I mean, he's falling somewhere right around, like, uh, anywhere between second and fourth on the Blazers you know, roster as far as shots attempted, um, but more so just like minutes. I mean, he is playing a powerhouse load of minutes right now. He's, uh, you know, he's swinging up to the floor, thankfully with the big men back. He, they don't have to play him up there, uh, but he can be used at the three. They can go a little bit, you know, bigger lineup 
that can still spread the floor and shoot. But like, look, don't get me wrong, man. Like the Blazers are going to be a real big uh, live by the three, die by the three kind of scenario, right? Uh, they're all perimeter shooters uh, outside of Nurkic or Whiteside. But you even saw, you know, against the Grizzlies, Nurkic was out shooting threes as well. Um, so I think they space the floor incredibly well. Uh, I, I think, you know, at any given time, as soon as Dame steps over the half court line, he's in range. Uh, he's proven that. Uh, and it's just, it, it, it's, it's fun to see that, uh, you know, Dame drive to the hoop and kick out and have four different options that could all shoot the three ball, you know. Yeah, when you say space the floor, you mean 45 feet from the basket because that's yeah. pretty much where Carmelo – I'm sorry. That's where Dame starts thinking about popping some shots, and he can hit those on the regular. So high screen and roll now is pretty much the half-court screen and roll at this point. I want to ask you about this. It came out today. Let's get into a little bit of Blazers versus Lakers now, the matchup. LeBron was talking to the media today. I found it to be a very interesting – story on many different levels lebron talked about how you know when he was vacationing once with carmelo and d wade in some bahama tropical banana boat situation that he actually saved carmelo's life from you know he got caught in the ocean the the tide kind of took him out next thing you know he was far away from the boat they went back to see what was going on they couldn't find Melo. they went in there and he talked about literally saving his life and carmelo on instagram admitted that lebron james pretty much saved his life that day great story cute story or mind games go ahead uh i mean i, I mean I, I don't know i don't just remember know. i saved your life raf can you pick up my shift tomorrow morning remember i saved your life remember remember just remember like play well but not that well right I saved your life like, like when i'm when i'm playing defense and we're down by two you at least gotta let me get the ball up in the air yeah he's I, on the free throw line with 10 seconds to go and he's like i should have left you out there <laughs> and, 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 uh, and, and like, don't get me wrong, like, you know, they, their friendship has been, you know, a topic of conversation for a long time. You know, I think, you know, outside of the Blazers, you heard maybe possibly the Lakers picking them up for, you know, a sense of better, you know, a veteran off their bench. Um, I, I, I think you maybe see a little bit of that, that dynamic in the series, uh, but I, I don't see... Um, I, I don't see it building anything more than what it is. I mean, you have two phenomenal basketball players, two shooters. Um, it, it, it's going to be fun to watch. Obviously, they're both in their, you know, 17th season, or at least LeBron, you know, uh, coming from there. So I, I think uh, I think it's going to be crazy to watch that matchup. But I, I, I think the, uh, the series itself will be defined from, a couple different positions throughout there. In your opinion, what's been going on with the Lakers the last eight games? Uh, Roster I, construction, gameplay, you know, what can you possibly put your finger on? Because they've not played well. Yeah, and, and, and listen, and, and like uh, when I tell people that uh, the Blazers have a legitimate chance of winning this, uh, this series, it's all fanhood aside. Now, keep in mind, I want them to win because I'm a diehard Blazer fan, but you might have a parlay, an NBA Finals parlay too, as well. Uh, and an NBA Finals parlay that I'm we, we call that the, we call that the retirement parlay. Uh, that, that, that's a retirement parlay. Uh, if all things considered, go my way. We will see a 76ers Portland Trailblazers Finals, but we'll get to that. Um, you know, uh, just kind of like, like looking at the Lakers, we knew 
coming into the bubble that they were going to have a couple of issues, right? They lost their best perimeter defender in Avery Bradley. Um, you have Rondo gone. So there's another, you know, lockdown defender as far as the point guard position goes. Uh, but more so for them, I think they were already in a good position that I think they've been playing with different um, lineup rotations. Uh, so if you've been watching them, they've been doing all sorts of crazy things like, uh, man, playing, you know, JaVale McGee, you know, Dwight Howard, you know, then they play this like combination of like LeBron at point guard, LeBron at small forward. Uh, are we going to run a true shooting guard? And then, Dan, you know, Danny Green. Uh, I, I think they've just been playing with a lot of lineups. And, and you know, for, for all intents and purposes, it could help them out in the long run. Uh, but I, I just, you know, I think that they were already the second best team in the West uh, when the season ended. I, I truly feel that the Clippers healthy are a better structured team. Um, but then you look at like what they lost, the pieces that they lost, the way they've been playing basketball. It's, it's all characteristics of what we saw going into the bubble. Some teams just got better, had more times, and then some just are missing it. The irony too is, they kind of punted on that backcourt position the Lakers did in the offseason. They're like, let's just bring in a ton of bodies and let's just sort of rotate and see how it works, let Frank Vogel work. And the sweetheart story of the year was LeBron James is leading the league in assists. He's the point guard, ladies and gentlemen, the position he was always meant to play. But now in this first-round series, when you're going up against a guy like Dame Lillard in a backcourt like Dame and CJ with shooters all around them, oh, I don't know, maybe there's matchup problems all of a sudden. Maybe that LeBron at point guard situation, in theory, works on offense, but when you're trying to match up defensively right now, they have some serious problems in terms of what they're going to do to mix and match and rotate different guys on Dame, CJ. You know, are they going to put Caruso on Melo at times? You know, th that'll allow Melo to maybe post up. You know, how are they going to guard? You know, the sc high screen and roll is going to be interesting because I think AD is really good at guarding that. I think he's a guy that could possibly disrupt that. But who's picking up Dame 35 feet away from the basket? Is it going to be LeBron? You know, is it going to be Danny Green for 48 minutes a game? I think, I think that right there is a huge reason why Blazers fans, people gambling on the Blazers are thinking that these guys got a serious shot at this. Yeah, and, and I mean, coming into this matchup, like you're, you're dealing with the hottest shooting player in the league right now, Damian Lillard, and it just so happens to be at that point guard position because it's like, you know, you could put LeBron out, but inevitably Dame's faster. So, you know, whether or not he puts the shot up, he can get around it, and you've seen it, and we've talked about it already, he's just going to do the drive and kick, right? He's going to draw all the attention to him. He's going to come in, and he's going to kick it. And you are literally leaving CJ Mello and Gary Trent Jr., who's playing phenomenal basketball, uh, to a, what most likely will be a wide open three at that point. Um, and it, don't let them bring out Anthony Simons. Don't yeah. you? They're holding him right now. They're holding him. But when they unleash him, it's game over. That's been a mystery to me. I, I, <laughs> I, I try not to uh, second guess Terry Stotts all that much. And, you know, I've been an Ant Simmons fan for a long time and just kind of like watching him get his minutes and then not get his minutes. And, you know, inevitably I think, you know, his minutes are going to Gary Trent right now, which they should. He's playing great basketball. But, like, you've got to think you're going to see him in the playoffs. He is exactly what the playoff basketball style is going to need. They're going to need to give Dame a little bit of a rest because um, he needs to play 
healthy and energetic in this series. Uh, so I think he comes in and it's just like, is he going to be able to make the one to five shots that he's going to get, you know? Put your fan hat on real quick. And let's just talk about the guy that everyone's talking about a little bit more. And maybe we can put a little extra respect on his fucking name, Damian Lillard, because it's incredible, right? Not only, you know, he's got the 2K cover, he's got all that stuff. But on top of that, the bubble, the play in bubble situation truly was constructed because of the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard. He was one of the eight guys on the call. He's got a big voice in the league. And then they decided to do it. They put him in the bubble. Not only has he been amazing on the court and off the court, but then goes out and does exactly what he said he was going to do. And then some, right? I mean, he's putting up 45, 50. He's putting up 60 all over the place. Can you just talk about as a fan what it is like to have a hero on your basketball team and then to watch that hero, I don't know, exceed your expectations or just take it exactly to where your wildest dreams could possibly go? And, and I think it's literally the uh, right, a perfect combination of the two, right? Because I, I think it is to where our wildest dreams as Blazer fans are at. Um, but it's also kind of what we've expected. And, you know, like, uh, it's been nice to watch uh, a player like Damian Lillard stay in Portland and not leave the multiple times that he's had an opportunity to. Um, which is what you've continuously seen with Blazers basketball, right? It's a small market. Uh, I lived in Portland almost my whole life. It's, you know, for these players coming up, uh, making millions, it's not exactly the most attractive place for them to live. There's no nightlife. There's no, you know, it, it, it could go on forever. The weather, the you know, no South Beach. There's no white sand. Um, but it, it, for him to literally not only say it, but to stand by what he's saying as far as like, we're going to build this team. We're going to do it our way. We're either going to lose, but we're going to do it our way or we're gonna, it's going to work. And, and to see it work is just absolutely incredible. Um, once again, I think now they've put pieces into play. Uh, it's very unfortunate because I, I thought last year it was one of the best Blazer teams I've ever seen. And then they do an amazing thing like sign mellow and then white side bring kids brought in. Um, they got better. And, and, and I told my friends that earlier on in the season and they're like, no, you know, missed key, key components from last year. Uh, this team is absolutely unbelievable. They have everything in my opinion that it needs um, to at least make a run at it. It's an unfortunate draw at the Lakers' first round, but I really don't think seeding's going to come into play quite like it would in a normal season, right? There's no home court advantage. You can't be like, let's not look at how the performance was in the bubble. That's the only basketball that matters right now. The pre-COVID, pre-bubble times don't exist uh, in essence because what you have seen over the last eight to 10 games outside of to some degree, the Lakers, because I think they clinched the number one seed so early, their mindset might be in a different space. You're seeing players, you're seeing the basketball that you're about to see for the rest of the season. It's not going to change from here. Uh, so you have to respect that a little bit. And, you know, and, and Dame's an absolute phenomenal shooter. Uh, he passes the ball very well. He finally has players and teammates to pass it to. I think they all believe in him. Um, it's, it's, it's been an absolute amazing thing to watch. You know, one last thing is 
seeing it from our side, you know, we saw Dame five years ago in the All-Star, and, you know, for, for us, he participated in every single event, right? Like, that was his first, like, claim to fame, right? It was like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, the rookie sophomore game. I'm going to be in the All-Star game. I'm going to do a three-point challenge. I'm going to do this, right? He, he was in everything, right? I think he even performed during halftime that year, right, as Dame Dollar. Like, he did everything. Um, and and to, to what, you know, me as a Portland fan has seen and continues to see in the hard times and the bad draft picks and uh, just the unfortunate injuries that we had. Um, I, I think for me, I, this is a, a sign that we just needed to get rid of Myers Leonard a long time ago. <laughs> oh, my Myers Leonard. I'm sorry that threw me for a loop. I mean, yeah, this is, this is a moment of the now and Dame Lillard is the player right now doing it. No one cares about the six-game winning streak that you had in December right now. No one cares if you're under 500 either, even the, the Sharps in Vegas, because the Blazers to win the championship, I got on Bet Online, one of our wonderful sponsors at Believe in Betting Chicago, it has them at plus 2,500. Bovada has them at plus 4,000. Those aren't eight-seed odds, my friend. That's, that is highly, highly, highly generous. I mean – are you a little bummed that, you know, you've got this Cinderella story going on right now and you, you can bet on them, you can gamble on them, but you can't cash in. It sucks. And, 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 you know, and that's the unfortunate thing, but, you know, I would much rather have them be playing. Uh, you know, they knew what they were going to need to do. The odds were stacked against them coming into the bubble. Uh, they were essentially the very slight chance of making it in the first place. Uh, I would much rather see them there. And I think it's their time to uh, show up for the players that were there last year and, you know, did it. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. They just got absolutely obliterated by the Warriors. Uh, and, and, and you see, you see these things come into play and it's just like, man, like, how do we, how do we get to that, you know, that next step? And I think playing with that chip on your shoulder um, I think that's what you've seen from Dame this whole time. Uh, and then now you've got the healthy pieces coming out of it. I don't think there's a point guard center combination in this entire league that plays the pick and roll quite like Nurkic uh, and Damian Lillard, right? They have countless um, opportunities once Nurkic comes up to set that pick. Uh, does Dame roll off and go high and shoot the three? Does he charge with a basket? Does Nurkic roll away? Does Nurkic, you know, set a pick and bounce out to the three-point line? Does Dame dish to somebody else? It, it leaves so many opportunities available when you have a great passing point guard and great passing center, and they can both shoot the three ball. Uh, so I think it's going to be very interesting series. Um, and my money's Blazer on sweep. He said it. He just said it. Blazer sweep. <laughs> Blazers in six. AD leaves town. LeBron retires because they just can't handle the evisceration that's about to be put on them. And I'll tell you, I have a confession to make, and this is going to warm your heart and make you giggle. About seven or eight years ago, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine, Aviv, Blazers fan, lives in, lives in Portland. And he, we were having this text conversation. And he, was, he grew up a Bulls fan because I went to high school with him. And he texted me and he goes, Damian Lillard in the end is going to be better than Derrick Rose said it to me about seven or eight years ago. And I laughed. I said, Oh, silly Portland man with your indie rock and your hipster cowboy hats. 
you silly man. You don't understand basketball. You just know Kevin Duckworth, on and on. You know, Derrick Rose. I mean, even this was when he was injured, too. I just thought, you know, Derrick Rose is going to come back. He had an MVP under his belt. He was in the same position Dame was two years ago, almost made it to the finals. And I was just steadfast. You know, Derrick Rose is going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, even if Damian Lillard's great, he'll never be better than Derrick Rose. And I'll be honest with you, if Derrick Rose never got hurt, I think we'd have a hell of a debate on our hands, and I think Damian Lillard probably would edge out in that debate. He has been so incredible and amazing. He continuously does it over and over again. What, he's got – how long is his game-winning shot reel now? Two minutes long? Three minutes long? Of just shot after shot of him hitting big bucket after big bucket over his career. He's incredible, and it seems like he's in his prime, and the best may be yet still to come. Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly it. You know, like, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in person. Uh, I was there when he hit the, the shot, you know, against Houston. I was there when, uh, unfortunately, wasn't there against OKC. Uh, but I've seen it against the Lakers. And, and that's the, the saddest part about this is here comes the playoffs. You've got an amazing series that I would love to spend my money to go see in person, right? Drive up to L.A. and see this Blazer LA matchup that, you know, would get what it is. And with all that being said, I, I would still rather have it in the bubble because it eliminates that home court advantage or seating as a whole. Um, I think seating is truly about positioning and where you're at as far as first round matchups. Um, but outside of that, you don't have home court advantage. Uh, you don't, th there's so many dynamics that are taken away for having that record. Uh, truly everybody is coming in with an equal record. Equal record, equal court, equal sight lines, you know, equal graphics going off. You know, no one's complaining about a, a tight rim on the road or like my sight lines off in this stadium or that stadium. It's pretty much all equal and it's all hoops at this point. It's Monday night. We got about eight minutes to go in the Mavs Clippers game. It is again, a tight one. It looks like it's going to come down on the wire. Raph, let's get into some lines. Let's look at the Tuesday lines. I want to hear what you like, what you don't like. Maybe something that you might package together with something else. You can go to other sports if you want to. Totally up to you. We're going to use the bet online odds. But feel free, if you like another odd from a different website, feel free to use it too as well. But I'm going to kind of run through this real quick. We'll start with the Orlando Magic versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks are 10-point favorites. Money line is minus 110 for the Bucks, and for the Magic, money line is plus 660. I don't think there's a world where you are gambling on the Magic in this, is there? I mean, I know Jonathan Isaac was a real game changer for them, but there's just no way the Bucks don't roll through this series, right? Even the way that they've been playing recently in the bubble. Uh, and, and there is no way. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold on the Bucks. Uh, I do not think they are the team to come out of the East. Uh, I think there are a couple other candidates that I see potentially beating them. The Magic are not one of them. Uh, <laughs> I do, in fact, think that the, uh, that the Bucks not only win game one, I, I think that's a more than doable spread for them. Do they kind of uh, get I, their mojo back, maybe? I, I, mojo I could, back against the Magic? I, I could really see them coming out and having that first quarter that you've seen all too well where the shooting's on, Giannis is ready to play, it's playoff basketball. You know, they didn't really have a lot to play for coming into this bubble already as it is, and that's why I don't look at necessarily those those eight, nine games for for those sort of teams, right? You, you were playing, you know, 
to stay warm and stay healthy and work some kinks out. Um, I, I think they beat that spread tomorrow. Um, I, I could see that being a 14, 15 point victory. Uh, I don't think the Magic stand a chance. I, I think at some point it will be a close game, but then I think it just you know gets blown out of proportion in the second half. Um, yeah, even I, like the Bucks. Even if you tease the Bucks at twelve points, I think that's probably a pretty safe place to go if you want huh. to. And then you know it's it's pretty much a stay away, right? Unless you're looking to put the Bucks into a parlay and you know get get an easy one on the board uh, as you're building your parlay, however many you want to go down. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it. Like, I mean, like, if you really wanted to throw that money line in there just for the sake of adding, you know, $40 to your parlay, like, by all means, have it. The Magic aren't going to win game one. Um, and when you say $40, you mean 40000 right? After the well, Dustin Johnson? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. $40,000. My wife could be listening. All yeah, right, all right. 40 potato chips. We know what you're uh, talking about. It's, 40 it's potato chips. Dustin Johnson. Uh, and, and then the other games, uh, I just I, I call it as is. I do think the Blazers take game one. Um, and, and I won't tell you my predictions for the rest of that series yet. I do think the Blazers win game one, but I think you play them with the spread just because I think the first game always has a little bit of matchup difficulties. Anthony Davis is going to get his points in this series. He will far outscore LeBron James in this series. There's not a doubt in my mind. Uh, it's a matchup nightmare for us. It always is. I have seen Davis play against us many times. He, he, he works us pretty bad. And, and inevitably that's going to happen. I just don't think the Lakers have enough depth to get points off of other people. Quick question for you. In terms of guarding AD, I'm right there with you. It looks like you know, he should average at least 30 points in this series. Out of the three guys, Nurkic, Zach Collins, Whiteside, who is the sacrificial lamb? that you are throwing at AD to hopefully maybe keep some of the other guys out of foul trouble. And, and so, so what I do is I, I let, I let the Lakers dictate that matchup, right? How are they going to be playing AD? Uh, if they're playing in the post, uh, I think you use a combination of white side. Obviously you got, you got to get that low post presence. Uh, Cause even if he misses, you have to be ready to get a rebound. Um, which is key for the Blazers, right? They got absolutely manhandled on the boards in a couple of late games. Um, so even if you can put a hand in his face, get him the clank off the iron and get a rebound, that's important. Um, but I think you play this in a very weird way and actually plays that Collins. Um, I, I think he's quick. He's long. Um, he, he'll, pit, he'll piss AD off. He'll get him agitated. He, he, he absolutely will. He's going to get in his head. And if he picks up fouls, it's not as dangerous for the Blazers' overall win percentage uh, because they still have the other two. Um, I think it's, once again, it's going to come down to the Lakers deciding what kind of ball they're going to play against the Blazers. Uh, is Davis going to be playing, you know, inside then back out, or is he going to be playing inside the whole time? Um, I think you just try and contain AD and then solve your other matchups. I, I think you, you look at it and just be like, let's contain him. Let's keep him to 30, 35, and let's worry about the rest of the people on the court. Blazers five and a half underdogs heading into game one at minus 105. Lakers minus 115 is the five and a half favorites. The money line plus 195 for Blazers minus 225 for the Lakers. So not bad. Uh, Blazers winning outright seems like probably the move there. Um, that plus 195 probably get in on that. And 
interesting to see. I mean, I think of all the games in this series, though, I think this game one is going to be the hardest one to figure out just based on the concept of we don't know which kind of Lakers team is going to show up. We know the Blazers are riding high right now. And let's be honest, we do know that at some point, one of these games in this series or perhaps the next round, because you're saying the Blazers are going on, so that's how I'm thinking, you know, Dame's going to have an off-shooting night. And it happens. He still does other things, other things to help the team win. But every once in a while, even the bubble, I think he had a three for 12 first half, ended up was able to kind of bounce back a rebound, finish with like 21, 22 points. But, you know, that still happens. He's still human. That's probably coming at some point. I don't think it's coming in game one. But, man, if you could steal game one from the Lakers right away, it really gives you that pad for the specter of that concept perhaps playing out in this series because when that does, that's usually the time when C.J. McCollum needs to step up, and he's done it in the past. Well, and, and I think it, it's gonna, this matchup is going to come down to besides Dame. It's going to come down to two other people, and that's C.J. and Melo. Um, are they going to be able to knock down their open shots? Uh, are they going to be able to play consistent basketball? And I mean, average 18, uh, and that doesn't mean, you know, 36 one game uh, and nine, nine the next, you know, or whatever it is. Like, I, I think they have to put up continuous points. Um, the Lakers have amazing bigs. Dwight Howard's playing phenomenal this season. Uh, JaVale McGee is a defensive guy. He's a body. He's a presence. He can rebound. He block shots are there. Energy, um, energy. The the energy is there. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of squabble uh, inside the paint in this series between all of the bigs. Um, I, I look at the remaining factors in that, and, and I, I just think the shooting needs to be on. And I think you're going to get a big game out of Dame tomorrow. I don't think he tries a lot off the gas or leave it into anybody's hands to go down 0-1. Uh, I think you will see him as active, if not more active. And I think he has a heyday with the Lakers. It's just a matter of what the rest of the Blazers team does. Lest we forget, there were rumors that Damian Lillard would be traded to the Blazers by Christmas. What was that, two, three years ago, which is pretty crazy. Question for you, over under 2.5 quarters before Hassan Whiteside and Dwight Howard each get double technicals. Uh, it's coming. There's... <laughs> And not even double technicals. I could see this being a, a series where you see some serious, especially if it's a tight series going into game three, game four, I think uh, you see some bantering back and forth that turns real physical. Well, Dwight uh, Howard's like, Dwight Howard is playing well, right? But let's be real, kind of a poser, kind of a guy that thinks he knows how he's supposed to act in a situation and not act naturally. I can completely see him being like, I'm going to set the tone early on. And I think Hassan Whiteside might be dumb enough to take the bait. And I think we're going to see some sort of little, like two brothers scrapping in the corner, uh, like some, an entanglement of arms and elbows and maybe a double technical right away. And I mean, like, all right, I mean, that was pointless. Let's keep playing. I mean, at the end of the day, if we have to go to the, uh, the hack of Howard for some solids, <laughs> Some solid, uh, some solid run defense. I, I would be completely okay with that. Azonia, uh, get in there. <laughs> Pick up some fouls, buddy. Yeah, and, and I mean, ultimately, that's why we play him. Like, just get out there, be active, and we need you to foul somebody. That's uh, what you do here. Uh, if we haven't described your job description yet. I, I just can't get away from that player every year for me. <laughs> 
and and it, it's it's him. Uh, Amino, you know, Amino goes away, and then then now becomes him. And it's just uh. like just go out there, collect rebounds. Please don't shoot the ball. Don't dribble too long. Pick up a foul if you have to, and get out of the game as quick as possible. Nothing made you more upset than when I picked up Aminu in fantasy for two weeks and he had like a little bit of a heater. He went on a little double-double heater and I was like, man, this guy's coming along. And you're like, he's garbage. Get him out of there. And then they did. And look, you know, obviously they didn't play great to begin the season, but look where they are now. I think they're in pretty good shape without Aminu uh, manning the paint. Um, And and then, you know, and going on to the, you know, to the, the two other games, juicy Uh, games real juicy games you know i think those are ones that are you know i I don't want to say steal my attention the game of the nights trailblazers lakers and if it isn't on anybody's board i I don't know how it isn't um i could see the pacers heat being a coin toss uh and i and and i think that and i think the thunder you take the money line i think they're going to win westbrook's out harden's going to get himself into some trouble where he just keeps shooting the ball don't get me wrong when he shoots the ball. It's very scary. He can score from absolutely anywhere on the court. Uh, he's quick. He knows how to draw a foul better than any player in the entire league. I expect him with the physical level of defense that the Thunder play, I expect him to shoot 15, 16, 17 free throws tomorrow. In um, one quarter. Uh, in one quarter. Because that's, that's how he rolls. Yeah, <laughs> my, Miami three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, against Indiana, both minus 110 in that game. The money line is Miami minus 160, Indiana plus 140. I do like that. Uh, I do like Miami to win, and at minus 3.5 in basketball, I think that's a pretty safe number to probably cover. I'll be honest with you. We're talking up OKC. I like OKC. I think they could definitely upset the first round. I like them to win that game one, to be honest with you. Minus 1.5 is pretty much as close to an, you know, and even Steven up in the air, as I would think you could probably get in basketball. And my whole thing is, if Houston's going to play this game tight, and if they win, to your point, Harden shooting free throws in the end there, which is going to completely wreck that spread, you know, one way or the other. And, you know, we've got both of them minus 110 in the game, money line minus 125 for OKC, plus 105 for Houston. Not a super great number, but a way to make some cash if you want to. And I kind of like Houston in game one. I think Thunder have a better team. I think they could outlast them throughout the series. But for some reason, the Thunder are – everyone's on the Thunder right now. I wouldn't sleep on the Rockets. And the Rockets sneaking a game out with James Harden going nuts for 40 points wouldn't surprise me. I kind of like that a little bit for Tuesday. What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. Uh, Thunder are playing phenomenal basketball. I think they deserve the respect that they get because of the pieces that they have. Now, listen, if the Thunder drop this game, uh, they deserve the position that they put themselves into going into game two. You have no Westbrook. You have one guy to guard. Um, You are are literally going to be playing against an incredibly small lineup um, the entire game. You know, the Rockets already play small, but I think, you know, it's going to continue there. Harden's going to get his points. He's going to get his free throws, but – is he going to have support from the rest of his team? And I haven't seen a lot of that in the bubble so far. Um, I think, you know, Macmore gets his shots every once in a while. Uh, I think Gordon is fully capable of scoring. Um, but I think watching, watching this game unfold, you are going to see a, a half-court basketball 
by the Thunder that just wears and tears on them. Uh, what was it? Like three games ago, I believe, the Rockets got down uh, real early to the 76ers. And they just got, like, beat early, beat in the first half. Uh, and, and just kind of – yeah, they were up uh, – Sixers were up 13 after the first quarter. And that's that, – to me, that's Rockets basketball. They're either going to come out and they're going to be nailing all their shots or they are literally going to live um, around the three-pointer and not get it. They're one of my favorite teams to take in, like, a first-to-20 scoring matchup because uh, they're fully capable of doing it. But it's a scary one when Westbrook's not there as well. Yeah, everything you said is correct. I just – Today is pretty much going chalk right now. Clippers are up by seven with a minute 54 to go. We'll see how that one works out. So I'm looking at day two, and I know this isn't March Madness where there's always upsets all over the place. It's still the first round in the NBA, which typically is the most boring round, perhaps in all of sports, where it pretty much goes according to plan. But I'm just sort of looking at that 4-5 seed and sort of asking me, you know, we're talking Portland Lakers too. Are we really saying the only upset in these first two days is going to be the eight seed over a one seed having a hard time kind of believing that. So I, it, it's sort of a zig where everyone else is zagging a little bit where I think maybe Houston could perhaps pull out game one. Of course, you know, I could be wrong because I do like the thunder a whole lot. They got a chip on their shoulder. Well coached bigs everywhere. If Steven Adams doesn't have 15 rebounds a game, I don't know exactly what they're doing there. Let's go to not let's go to the big finish. Honestly, it's the first round, a lot to go, a lot of time to go. Obviously, we'd love to have you back in a couple of rounds. We're going to keep talking lines, futures, bets, all that good stuff. But let's just talk, uh, you know, let's talk NBA Finals odds. Let's talk your picks. Let's talk maybe some numbers that are interesting to you. You know, we were trying to figure out today, you know, make a compelling case for a team to win the East besides the Bucks, And it seemed like we all landed on the Raptors. Raptors are plus 400. Boston's also plus 400, too, as well. But, you know, they played well today. It looked like all their dudes showed up, but for whatever reason, they haven't gelled exactly at the, the right time, it seems like. You know, out of the East right now to make the finals, you know, who is your pick right now? And even if it is the Bucks right now, who do you think would be the most compelling case to possibly surprise you and others to make the finals? Uh, yeah, coming out of the East, you, you know, I, I, I don't – Man, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I've seen a lot of late game basketball by the Bucks, and if they're not up early, I don't see them close out games. Uh, I think I continuously see this like down by one. Giannis drives, he gets an offensive charge. Uh, the other team gets the ball, and now they're up by three. Right? I see it over and over again, um, and, and maybe that's just what it is. I also think they rely heavily on Wes Matthews and Middleton. And if those two are not on, then it's dangerous. Um, I, I think coming out of the East, you see the Raptors. I was super heavy on the 76ers going into the playoff bubble. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, obviously, with Simmons out, it's, it's very unlikely for daunting. them. Very daunting. They play different style of basketball, if you notice, over the last couple of games. Without Simmons running the point, you see this situation where they're spreading the floor. Um, they're leaving shooters open. They've got these guards that can now shoot from a distance. So it opens up ball for Embiid. Um, Richardson is out of the purgatory. Known as just standing in the corner and praying that he gets the basketball. He is just absolutely in love with the situation. But I think that's continuously why you hear every year, like, is Simmons getting traded? Is he the piece? Is he the one, you know? Um, and you constantly hear it over and over, and it's because of that reason alone. Um, 
I, I, I like the Raptors. And I think if Boston can get out of this series and play the way they did today, uh, which is incredibly unlikely uh, for all three of their players to show up. Uh, and keep in mind, Kemba Walker didn't have a game today at all. He, I want to say he finished with just over 10 points. Um, can you imagine, real quick, giving a dude a max contract and then six months later finding out that he has arthritis in his knee? Yeah. It's, How does that happen? It, and, 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 you know, it, it's, it's crazy to sit there and watch. I've never been completely sold on him uh, to begin with. Uh, but now watching it, like, I, I think they have the pieces to be there. They've got defense, perimeter D. Uh, they've got Tatum who can score at will if he needs to. Um, I, I like the Raptors and the way they're playing basketball. Um, but it, it would probably, if not the Bucks, I would leave it between the Celtics or the Raptors. Yeah, so you're liking Raptors, but you're picking Bucks to win the East. Um, as am I, I think the fact that they haven't played very well in the bubble is something that they have to address, but they have time to address it. And they're going to address it upon the Orlando Magic. Uh, they're going to address it all over the Orlando Magic, hopefully get right over the next three or four games. And then actually in the second round, we'll look a little bit more like the team that's obviously had the best record in the NBA this year. Very ho-hum in the East. Let's go to the West, a little bit more of a, a difficult, more interesting area. Uh, let me just rip a couple of these off real quick. Dallas, who looks like they're going to lose game one here, uh, plus two, uh, 2,500 to make the Western Conference, uh, to win the Western Conference. Denver, plus 1,200. Houston, plus 1,500. Clips, plus 140. Lakers, plus 190. OKC, plus 2,500. Jazz, plus 3,000. Blazers, plus 1,400. So the Blazers' odds just keep getting <laughs> less and less appealing to gamble on, but still 14 to 1 is a pretty decent number. That's not too terrible. You know, what are you looking at right there? You know, are you prepared? Are you, are you protecting your little heart and saying, hey, if they get out of this first round, the Blazers can do it? Are you buying in right now and saying that it's going to happen? If you had to actually put some money down right now, you know, how would you, how, how would you scatter it out a little bit? You know, would you put a little bit on a couple of different teams? Uh, and I think coming out of the West, you've got these game one, this game one, game two is going to be incredibly important uh, for a lot of teams. I think that if the Blazers, if the Blazers can get out of this first round, I think that they are going to have a very nice looking schedule moving forward. I think they're going to experience more challenge in the wouldn't later they round. Wouldn't they have to play the Clippers in round two? Uh, they would need to, no. So the Clippers would be uh, third round, right? It would be a Western Conference Finals matchup. Okay. Because uh, is the way I see it. Um, but com coming down to it, I, I think the Lakers face some incredible, like, nightmare matchups for us. Uh, but there's no arguing they're the hottest team still existing in the bubble. Uh, no shade to the Phoenix Suns. And, uh, and just watching, watching the pieces that they have. Um, but I also think coming out of the West, you have, to, uh, you have to at least respect or favor the Clippers uh, to walk away with the Western Conference. And, and that would be my pick uh, outside of the Blazers. So you're thinking Bucks clippers right now. 
And in that final scenario, who do you think comes out on top? Um, I, I think between those two, I think the Clippers take it. I think they have a little bit more weapons. They've got a little bit, um, a little bit better defense. I mean, it, it's it, it'll be crazy to see that matchup uh, between Kawhi and you know Giannis. Um, but I, I think you would get an NBA Finals that people would want to watch or participate in at that rate. You know, what some NBA fans wanted to watch was a 76ers-Blazers finals that would have had, uh, right now we've got the 76ers are 60-1 to to win the whole thing. Blazers 25-1 to to win the whole thing. Bavada has them at 40-1. Uh, at, uh, to 1. But you had yourself a tasty little bet going on a couple months ago. This was pre-Ben Simmons that perhaps could have come into fruition. We would be actually talking about the 76ers, wouldn't we, if Ben Simmons was healthy, just in terms of the dark horse. You know, if they came out and surprised everyone and made it to the finals, you wouldn't be that surprised, would you? Oh, no, absolutely not. And, like, and, and the reason, you know, I originally took this bet is outside of the teams. You look at the two teams that made the Eastern and Western Conference finals and didn't go on to the championship. It was the Portland Trailblazers, and it was the Philadelphia 76ers. Every year, both teams speak, uh, just trust the process, and we're going to get there, and we put one more piece together, and it's going to happen. I think the Sixers should have went last year. The way they played in Game 7 was phenomenal. Uh, They just couldn't pull it together down the stretch, and then obviously the shot by Kawhi Leonard that sent them home. I, I think they were the better series in that matchup. They lost, you know, Jimmy Butler. Then they come back with Tobias Harris. I think they – I don't want to say how that gels, um, but I, I think that they had it. I think uh, coming into it, the matchup was very likely um, for the payout. Um, I put, you know, $100 down to win 60000 uh, for that finals matchup. Uh, I actually tried to do 500 for 300,000 and my bet got denied. Um, <laughs> they took it upstairs. Still, Did they take that upstairs and they denied they it? They must still be bitter over the Dustin Johnson, um, which now looking back, I'm super happy that I have that extra 400 to play with over the next couple of weeks. Exactly. Um, so whoever, you know, shot it in the foot, um, whatever. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, just watching it. It's, it's, it's a different scenario. Um, I, I like, um, you know, I like that Clippers Bucks matchup. I would feel like it's okay. Um, but then also if the Lakers move on from this series and they play basketball that they played at the beginning of the season, you can't count them out either. Uh, they've got Anthony Davis, who I have preached since the beginning of the season that that's his Lakers team. Keep in mind, LeBron's playing phenomenal basketball, but Anthony Davis is the key to their success. Uh, depending on what he's doing on the court, uh, the rest of the Lakers seem to play the exact same way. Uh, yeah, it'll also depend as well. You know, of course, they get the Blazers, who are the hottest team in basketball right now. If it gets to the point where LeBron has to do that extra gear, that extra, you know, I'm playing 45 minutes a night, and I'm really going after it on both sides of the floor every single time. Typically, that's something that he doesn't like to pull out until game three, game four of the second round at the earliest. You know, that's he usually reserves that for around, you know, conference finals, finals type action. If he's got to pull that out a little bit earlier, I know it's a shortened season, but he missed time with the score, sore groin. He's not, he's only getting older and that cannot, that can also kind of hinder their chances too, as well. It's just to recap Tuesday's lines. 
We do like the Bucks at minus 10. We even like them at minus 12, minus 14, minus 15. We think that that's going to be a total blowout. We do like Miami taking care of business tomorrow as a three-and-a-half favorite. OKC, we're split on that, minus one-and-a-half. Uh, Raph likes OKC for game one. I actually like Houston for game one to sneak one. And then Blazers, uh, five-and-a-half-point five underdogs to the Lakers. You know, I'm with you. Let's ride the momentum right now. I think the Blazers can't pull off that game one. You know, really send Lakers Nation into a what the hell's going on kind of spiral, a soul searching. We got to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out what team we want to be type of speak after the game. Definitely think it can happen as well. So we like that as an upset as well. I, I mean, and, and that's exactly it. I stand by for that, you know, LeBron, you know, post conference interview or, you know, post game interview. Uh, sitting in front of the camera, you know, kind of bitter, biting his fingernails, just, you know, like, what do you expect? He's Damian Lillard. You know, I, I see it now. Uh, you know, we came out, we played fantastic basketball. Da, 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 and, and I think both scenarios are incredibly likely tomorrow. You could see the Lakers come away in a close game. You could see the Blazers come away in a close game. Uh, yeah, Le- LeBron's like, if I had My- Myers Leonard like I wanted, we wouldn't be in this situation. Wouldn't be if in this- we had J.R. Smith like I wait. We have Jerry Smith. We wait, do. we have Jerry Smith. We do. He's still here. Oh, what kind he's, of mistake he's is he court? making? I mean, <laughs> if he has the ball in his hands. I will be happy. Spin the wheel, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see exactly what happens. With, and with Jerry Smith, Smith calls a timeout that they didn't have. Give them all the court. We all knew it was coming. We knew it when we signed them. We took out insurance. It's gonna happen. He's wearing a Blazers uniform. He put on the wrong uniform, folks. He's going to have to go back to the locker room and sort himself out. <laughs> Raph, this was great, man. Thank you so much for joining on Believe in Betting Chicago. And, uh, and Godspeed, Blazers fan. Go Blazers. Go Blazers. This is Believe in Betting Chicago with Joey Christopoulos and my guest Raph Rivera today, kind of breaking down some lines for Tuesday's NBA playoff action and the futures for Eastern and Western champs, and even the finals too as well. A lot out there. Looks like we're all feeling Portland right now. Let's see how they go. And honestly, just as a basketball fan, keeping Dame Lillard on the court is what we need right now. As long as that continues to happen, I think all NBA fans are going to be completely happy. So I am completely rooting for that. Thank you for checking out the pod. We're coming back more with some fantasy football talk this week, and we're going to check in with the Chicago Cubs, see how they're doing. You know, they were able to split a doubleheader today and really make it happen. They needed that win because they had lost four in a row. We're going to be back with a lot more great stuff. So thank you for listening. Until then, take care, be well, be kind, be good to each other, and we will talk then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.